What's up, Winona? What's up, Winona? What's up, Winona? What's up, Winona? Welcome to the Winona Daily News Signature Podcast for Friday. What day is it? <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> it's day. August it's August 17th. It's August 17th. It's been a long week. Uh, I'm crime and government reporter Tobias Mann, and I'll be telling you about a 25-year-old Chicago man who was recently arrested in Buffalo County after he robbed a convenience store and made off in a stolen pickup truck. And I'll also be touching on some uh, possible development downtown. All right, and I'm Tesla Mitchell, future reporter for the Winona Daily News, and I'll be telling you about a woman whose faith is pulling her through the hardship of having a brain tumor. I'm Kyle Ferris, educational reporter, uh, although not for much longer. Uh, and if you're interested in buying uh, a school, you're in luck. Uh, Winona Area Public Schools is selling two of them. And I'm Maddie Heim. I am the new education reporter taking over for Kyle. And this week, I'm going to be telling you about a uh, comprehensive parks plan that Winona is trying to get off the ground. Woo! All right, Tobias, start us off with some juicy news. Yeah, so uh, this morning, the Buffalo County Sheriff's Department um, named the suspect who was taken into custody about 3.30 yesterday. Um, the suspect, this um, individual, Sergio Luis uh, Covarubias I, Mata, I hope I'm pronouncing that wrong, but I'm probably butchering it, um, was arrested last night. He was suspected of um, robbing the Handy Mart in Nelson, Wisconsin, and then making off in a stolen um, Dodge Ram pickup that was um, tracked back to East Chicago, Indiana. I had no idea there was a East Chicago in Indiana. Wow, but the yeah, more you really. Know. Um, I wonder if there's a West Chicago in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Um, but they got some security camera footage of him and um, eventually picked him up near Alma and uh, they was chased for a short distance um, turned down a dead-end road and then ditched the vehicle when it became stranded on the mm. shoulder um, so he was seen running off into a densely wooded area um, and that the, the law enforcement agencies, there were about five agencies assisting uh, the Buffalo County Sheriff's Department to search for him, including um, the Trempolo County and La Crosse County Sheriff's uh, Department's canine units were searching on the ground. Um, and then the Winona County Sheriff's Department actually brought their drone out, which has a thermal imaging camera. Oh, cool. Um, unfortunately, the deputies were unable to locate him, um, either with the canines or with the drone. Uh, they were only able to locate... Um, animals and on these cameras they show up in different colors depending right. on how much heat they're putting out mm -hmm. um, so that it would have been really helpful but um, in from, a wooded area yeah. where there's lots of animals and he was about two to three miles away from town at the time so they think that he booked it back into town because that's where he was spotted multiple times um, uh, throughout that the next day um, it's still not clear. There hasn't been a press release released at this time um, with details of where they found him. Um, it's presumed they found him in Alma, uh, and he did put up a fight. Oh. Alma. I'm sorry. I'll get it right eventually. <laughs> Kyle's over here saying, get it right, get it I right. I didn't know until yesterday, so. <laughs> so uh, it's Alma, all... not Alma? It's Alma. It's Alma. Yes. Uh, Not Alma. According to our, I've been editor. Saying our editor, who is a former Alma resident. Oh. Yes. And our boss. So we have and our boss. So we yeah, do yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, so this was a really big hunt. Yeah, it involved a lot of uh, people, and 
Um, the good news was it's not believed that um, he was armed and he was or dangerous. Um, however, he did put up a fight when he was taken into custody, and the deputy um, did sustain some scrapes and bruises mm -hmm. um, taking him in. A stun gun was ultimately used to subdue him. Um, he is being held in the Buffalo County Jail uh, pending charges, and there are quite a few, obviously. Um, that's right. because it's not just the handy mart that he um, robbed. It's believed um, he was involved in a similar robbery in Minnesota's Washington County and also a hit-and-run accident in Pierce County in addition to the stolen vehicle. Wow, so all of that was done at the same time? Uh, in the same time frame. It looks gotcha. like he was on the run. Gotcha, um, okay. Who he was running from and why the, the kind of strange direction right. he took, um, I guess we may never know. Oh. I wonder huh. if something happened back in East Chicago. Yeah, really. <laughs> Where was East Chicago again? It's in Indiana. Huh. It was on the Illinois border. Wow, interesting. So Kyle, am I going to be able to buy a school on Craigslist next week? <laughs> How much money you got? <laughs> about two quarters <laughs> maybe <laughs> so um, people remember about a month or so ago the school board agreed to award Madison and Central Elementary schools which were recently closed by the school board they voted to award those schools to Ben Schwab who uh, runs a, a local uh, real estate company and Things seemed to be going well, and Schwab was working toward rezoning those buildings for residential use. And then a couple weeks ago, we learned that there might have been some issues with the bid documents that he filled out. In short, the district, when they sent him the documents, uh, left out one of the pages. And because of that, there were some missing conditions that he uh, wasn't able to agree to, and it basically voided the process. So. That brought us back essentially to square one, and the district could either have uh, restarted the bidding process or um, they could have gone another route, and they ended up going the second route, which is basically um, running this process as if you were selling your home. Instead of doing sealed bids, um, they're basically gonna hire a realtor. Uh, realt realtor. I always have a hard time realtor. with that word. Yeah, yeah. realtor. 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 I yeah. try to put like it's the same thing with recyclables. Is it recyclables? recyclables. I just say recyclable. Realtor. Realtor. Are they going to get a realtor or are they going to get a real estate agent? <laughs> oh, it's Real yeah. estate, I don't know. One of those They're people gonna that They're going to get someone who stuff. dabbles in uh, property acquisitions yeah. and such. Um, so they're going to advertise this pretty widely, um, hopefully get more um, bites than they did last time. They only got, I think, three bids on each of the schools. So by casting a wider net... They're hoping to get higher, um, higher um, prices, uh, pr higher price points, and um, it also, you know, in the bidding process, the one they used before, there's no ability to negotiate. The bids are what the bids are, and you can either accept them or reject them. Um, by opening it up um, this way, they can they can negotiate for for higher price points and different conditions. There's just a little more flexibility in the process, so. That's one plus that board members pointed out. Now, um, there is some downside to this. Um, these are old buildings that were built in the 1930s. They have old you know, piping, old um, mechanical systems, and um, they've already had some issues the last few years, and that the longer the district holds on to these schools, the more likely 
know, a pipe might burst or, or mm. some really, you know, um, big ticket um, issue might arise and then the district might be on the hook for that because people might not want to buy a school that's flooded or um, that it, that is crumbling. So that's one uh, cost uh, they'll have to um, expense. Another one is if they hold the buildings through the winter, they'll have to mothball them um, because they'll be unoccupied um, and, and buildings tend to deteriorate at a faster rate when there's no one in them. So they will, they'll have to you know make sure that the building can make it through winter. So that's another issue. They're hoping to um, consider the bids um, on September 20th if they're able to get uh, or the um, offers by September 20th. Um, so maybe they'll be able to move before winter, um, but it's also possible that, uh, that it might have to wait longer than that. Wow, so I can think of two people or two groups that would be very excited about this. So probably Save Our Schools is probably pretty pumped that that all fell through. And that one guy who came in shouting at the meeting. That's right. Um, <laughs> Andrew Brenner um, was his name. Uh, I'm not sure where he's from. He's, he says he's, uh, he was raised in the Winona area. He made a last-ditch effort to, um, to buy, um, I know Essential, I think Madison as well, um, but he had missed the bidding deadline. And so now with it opened up like this, literally anyone with the means can can place an offer um, on these buildings. So, yeah, Save Our Schools could try to buy it. Um, right. You know, they have some uh, candidates running in the school board races this fall. I know in talking with some of those people, they are still intent on reopening these schools if they're able to get enough uh, members elected to the board. You know, they could pull money and try to buy them. I don't think the district would take that offer. Um, it would be their ultimate decision. But, right. um, yeah, it's it's really anyone's game at this point. If you probably have um, $200,000, $300,000 plus, and maybe even more than that. Right. Yeah, and I remember you saying that the Save Our Schools group really wanted to um, uh, delay the process. Yeah. Um, for you know, They've made it pretty clear that they're hoping to delay the process and they have a pending lawsuit with the Minnesota right, Board of Appeals. Right, right. Yeah, so I can see them being excited about right. this. Right, and, and that's for essentially the, the sole purpose of reopening those schools if they can get enough members on the board. They're, you know, you, if you can muddle the process enough, um, you know, maybe they can um, reopen the schools if, if they have a sort of wave um, election this, uh, this fall. I wonder what would happen if, um, if the buildings got sold and then the lawsuit somehow moved forward. I wonder what that would... I haven't spoken with anyone um, uh, with legal expertise about that. Right. Um, in speaking with the district, uh, it's my understanding or it's their understanding that if they sell the schools, the lawsuit is essentially dead in the water uh. no matter what the Court of Appeals decides. The buildings are sold. Maybe they're being renovated at at that time, and and the court can't you know in, insert themselves into that and say stop renovations, bring the school back to what it was. It's going to be reopened as a school. I, uh, it's my understanding that that wouldn't happen, um, but I also haven't haven't spoken to a lawyer about that. Hmm. And the the Save Our Schools group is my understanding. Uh, probably saw Monday's planning commission meeting as a somewhat of a small victory. Um, when the Planning Commission uh, voted to come back with a resolution of denial for the rezoning request to R3. However, it seems like uh, later in the week, the school district pretty much hit reset and said, all right, well, back to the drawing board. We're going to do this another way. Yeah, they're, they're truly back to the drawing board. And it remains to be seen how the Planning Commission's decision might affect um, 
the, um, the quality of the offers that the district might receive for these buildings because I know the city council uh, is going to take up the rezoning issue, which is necessary for you know um, urban residential apartments to, to be built uh, at these properties. City council is going to consider that in September, the same time when the school board is supposed to review the offer. So that could greatly affect um, the price that folks are willing to pay for these buildings. So that'll be interesting to follow as the city council makes their decision as uh, the school board looks at these uh, offers. And it sounds like there will be somebody new covering that. You want to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> right. Um, last day at the Daily News for me. Um, it's uh, bittersweet mostly. Um, uh, a little sad to be leaving. And it's kind of a time of transition for everybody. We're leaving um, the Winona Knitting Mills building that we've been in for a long time. We've been, uh, we actually got booted from our our previous office in this building. We've been in a, a warehouse uh, high above uh, Winona um, for the past few months, and, and that's been an interesting ordeal. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for you guys to um, to move into the new office, and that's a big step for the Daily News, and I'll, I'll plan to visit you guys if, if you'll have me, and I'm excited to get down to La Crosse. That's, um, that's another step for me, and I, I'm sad to be leaving, but I'm also um, excited to cover different things in different schools and meet different people down there. We're excited for you. Well, you. slightly being a little bit pissy about it. <laughs> I know, we're excited. We'll and see. after the break, we're going to hear from Kyle's replacement, who seems pretty awesome already. Yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> so, Maddie, it was big news when uh, the city uh, recently revitalized Levy Park. Uh, I'm curious what's planned for the other parks in town. Yeah, so uh, this past Wednesday, I went to an, uh, a public open house, basically, um, that's supposed to help the uh, city get ready for its next comprehensive parks plan. Um, and this plan, uh, the last time they did it was in 1979, so it's almost 40 years old. Um, but everyone that I talked to at the open house said the timing is really right for another one. I think people are thinking a lot about the what was done to Levy Park, and they like it. Um, and so um, basically the city and the Parks and Recreation people have just been gathering public input. Um, and so on Wednesday, the room, it was packed, honestly, and people could just go around and they had, um, they had just like a sheet with every single park on it, all 27 of them, and people could write down suggestions. And I was surprised with how detailed people were being in their suggestions. Um, just a couple of those suggestions were um, combining a lot of the trails uh, to make it into like hundreds of miles of trails. Um, the mountain bikers were really excited about that, some of them that I talked to. Um, another one was creating a, a scaled model of the Mississippi River to run from one side of Levy Park to the other. Um, and then, so I just moved here, so I don't know that much about what's going on with the parks, but there seemed to be a lot of drama with keeping or removing a deer park that's on Prairie Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about that, so I wasn't sure, but people on that section were really going back and forth of whether to keep it or remove it. Did you hear so. some of the arguments of for and against removing it? Most of them that were against were saying it's from another era, it's inhumane, you should get the deer out of there. Um, but one of the, or most of the ones that were for were basically just saying, leave the deer alone, you can spruce up the area around it, and you know just leave them be. So Yeah, yeah, I've been out there a few times. 
Yeah, that's a hard one because on one side I could totally understand the, you know, keeping them enclosed isn't Mm -hmm. totally awesome. But then on the other side, like um, when I brought my three-year-old down there, she must have been like two at the time. She, um, we had some things to feed the deer. I think it was an apple. And then there was some, I don't remember what the other thing was. There was leaves or something that someone else was feeding them and they seemed really attracted to. Whatever the case, um, Shina was able to feed the deer like through the fence mm-hmm. and she her eyes just lit up like she just loved it and it was it was her first real experience of seeing a bigger animal like that up close because we hadn't really gone to many zoos it's not like there's a ton mm-hmm. in our area mm-hmm. you know so i for that reason that was really cool so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what they what they do what were some of the other ideas that you heard um, I mean, basically, so the a big one was, I think everyone was interested in this um, connectivity thing, just mm-hmm. connecting all the mm-hmm. trails. Um, yeah, the, the mountain bikers, they were really yeah. excited about that. I talked to uh, one of them, and, and he was saying how um, he used to live in Montana and did a lot of mountain biking out there, yeah. and um, he was really excited to see Winona kind of taking on this initiative to kind of clean up the parks and maybe make some changes because um you know another thing that people were saying is that it can be a big economic driver um when parks look really nice and that Winona is such a nice area for the outdoors that it you know you might as well make some updates and stuff like that and I know um trail connectivity has been a um part of the the city's long-term plan and um and not just um revitalizing parks but and keeping pedestrians and bicyclists safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know covering some of the um, the work they're trying to do to streets, they've really emphasized the importance of trail connectivity to keep people off of streets. Um, you know, and bicyclists. I mean, just driving down Second Street the other day, uh, a bike pulled. I think right around Franklin, just you know, pulled right in front and was you know, right in the center of the lane. The guy in front of me almost hit him. You know, things like that. And I, I don't know how much uh, you know trail t- connectivity would help that. Um, specific case but I'd imagine especially with some of the city parks you know if you're able to do a little with that and you know sort of um, filtering them out of you know busy intersections and things like that I think that would only be beneficial yeah and they did Tobias didn't you do a story on them connecting uh, yeah so I was was gonna mention that um, I forget what the the bike trail will be called it's it's a few years out at this point but there's a there's this goal to kind of connect a lot of Winona's bike trails and um, Minnesota bike trails up to the Great River State Trail. And thanks to the strong connections on the Wisconsin side for bicyclists, um, you can go from one trail system to another trail system to another trail system all the way um, from uh, Trumpelo to Madison. Wow. All on your bike. That is awesome. Which is um a, is a pretty incredible <laughs> journey, but it's it's made more comfortable by the fact that every few mi- you know, every dozen or so miles you're hitting another city, you have amenities, you're going into the city, you're seeing um what that, you know, the tourism opportunities there and helping the local economies and that recreation has become a, a big driving force and kind of that um recognition among communities that these connected trails you know they will cost quite a bit to cut and maintain but they're also going to drive an increasingly um, recreational demographic i think the the uh, trail you referenced was that the flyway yeah the flyway trail yeah okay yeah yeah 
Well, before we end, we are so excited to have you on board. Thanks. Welcome, welcome. I'm Maddie. excited too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us where and what you had been doing before this. Yeah, so I am coming from Madison, Wisconsin. So I've been a Minnesotan for all of You could have biked days. up here. On I could have yeah. biked. Yeah, I, I guess I should have. I do like to bike. But um, yeah, so I was going to school at the University of Wisconsin and um, just graduated in May. And now I'm here. Yeah, and you were the editor uh yep the daily cardinal student newspaper yeah Mm -hmm. well we're we're pretty pumped to have you (laughs) i'm pumped to be here yeah so tesla this isn't an uh easy transition but um you have a story uh about a a family dealing with um severe difficulty but they seem to be um moving through that yeah yeah so um there is a woman in town amy woodard um who um found out that she has a brain tumor and she's getting through it um in a really phenomenal way she, her faith is just like pulling her through it was really amazing to chat with her so um i'll back up to april 4th um she was at work and all of a sudden she got nauseous and um and she felt nauseous and dizzy and she just didn't feel right like one of one of her eyes started not focusing well and she just she kind of felt like she had the flu. And so she sits down, she kind of like recollects herself and stuff and um and she, you know, in a few minutes she gets back up and and she's like, "Okay, I think I feel all right." And um she ends up getting some teachers to come in. Long story short, she goes home and um decides, "You know what? I'm just going to take a nap." And everyone's kind of, you know, concerned about her. The husband is concerned, and um, the dad and mom are concerned as well. They called to, you know, find out if she's okay. And everyone kind of convinces her to go to the emergency room. And so she goes, and um, they end up taking an MRI, or they did a a CAT scan. That's Mm -hmm. right. They did a CAT scan at first, and they're like, they let her know, they're like, "There's, there's something that we're concerned about on your brain. And so I'm sure that even that is just devastating news. So then the next day she um, gets an MRI and, you know, she's going into this. Have have any of you guys done an MRI before? Isn't it like where you get put into like a, you get put into a thing. Yeah, like a tube. But it reminds me of like a tube. It's like a sort of a bed, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So she she says that she goes into this and and she's like, you know what? I'm just going to talk to God the whole time. And so she goes into this MRI and she just talks to God the entire time, she said. And she came out, and this is her quote, I came out just a total different person. So she, from that point, she felt like, you know what, God has got her and she is not going to be scared of this. And so she has really, from that point, just like kept that solid in, in her heart. And it's, it was really amazing talking with her because I asked her at one point, I'm like, are you, are, were you or are you scared of dying from this? I mean, I would be. I would be a little bit terrified. I mean, if there was a tumor on my brain, I would be freaking out. Hopefully at some point I would find some calmness, but that would be just devastating news. Um, and she's like, no, you know, I, I have not at any point been scared because I feel like God is there and, and I'm just having faith. Her her quote or her motto really is faith over fear. So it's been pretty amazing. It was, it was really amazing. So this story isn't out. It'll be in for Sunday's paper. 
And speaking of that, um, on Sunday, they've got a fundraiser going for her because um, she's, you know, of, of course, racked up medical expenses and is going to continue to go through this. Um, yeah, and so they've got a fundraiser for her on Sunday from noon to 6 p.m. at the Watoka Bar, and they'll have, like, live and silent auctions and a big sale and food and wine auctions. Yeah, so lots going on there. But there was something uh, really amazing about this story that I just, I, I think is, I, I, yeah, it's just amazing. So in May, um, they decide, okay, we're going to have surgery to remove this tumor. So they do surgery on her while she's awake. Mm. Right, like, just let that sink in. I mean, I can't imagine having your, like, you know, they're opening up her her head, her brain, and she's got to stay awake, and she's got to stay, ta- like, the reason why is because they wanted her to be talking through the whole thing because the tumor was right next to her brain, or her speech centers. So if they went too far, all of a sudden, she might not be able to speak afterwards. So they were having her, like, they were touching different parts of her brain and like having her um, tell, um, you know, what picture was in front of her. Like, what is this a picture of? It's a picture of a dog. And at one point she said um, that she knew what the picture was, but she couldn't say it. She couldn't like, words just wouldn't come out. And they're like, okay, that's where we know we have to stop. We can't cut there. And so they cut 80% of it out while she was awake. I mean, I feel like this woman is just badass. Like, ah. I've had two surgeries in my life, wisdom teeth and uh, to repair a broken finger. I was put under for both. I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine um, being um, uh, awake for uh, brain surgery. Um, so you mentioned that you know that, that word, uh, uh, the picture didn't come to mind. Right. Um, like, does she, um, today, is she missing, like, does she struggle with vocabulary, or are there things she notices kind of different from from how they were before. Yeah, yeah, and so there are a few words that will still that she'll still struggle with. And some words she said that she'll like know that word she can't quite see it or or she can't speak it really, but she knows that she has said this word many times in her life, but it just won't come out. Because um it's going to be a, you know, a long and a long process for her to get back to where she was. They took out 80% of of the tumor, so there's still the 20% left. And so she's doing um, radiation and chemotherapy and, and stuff to um, to shrink it down and stuff. But, um, yeah, so there are some struggles. And her sister, it was, it was really amazing. Her sister is actually more scared and was more scared of the situation than she was. Um, her, her sister, um, Mindy, she is a nurse. And so she, of course, you know, hears this diagnosis and, you know, and is has some insight on what that could possibly do and um when her when her sister amy got out of the surgery at first um they asked her to do certain things they asked her to um one thing was like cover up your right eye and she covered up her left another one was they asked her to like close her eyes super super tight and just like squeeze her eyes shut and instead she opened her eyes and opened them way wide Mm. you know so his sister was very concerned at that point like you know thoughts are going through her head like is this going to be the rest of her life you know so um but yeah as of right now she said that she's not in pain she's not um you know hugely suffering in any way they're just trying to get rid of the rest of it and right now it was really cool she's actually on vacation with her family which I thought was just awesome they're fishing and they're tubing 
and they were doing some other stuff and just they're way up north um north of Brainerd and stuff and they're just like having fun and enjoying you know family moments and stuff and I just I I it was really amazing chatting with her I don't think I've ever heard someone um portray their faith so strongly not in a um you know usually when I hear that type of that 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 strongness of faith it's either in a somewhat vindictive evan- way or evangelizing like, yeah or like a you know putting down someone or, or preaching something. to other or people a preaching way no like that. you know like Amy just had this strong faith about her that was not about anybody else but she's like God has got me and and this is not my end and I just know that and she just it was it was really cool to hear to hear her faith in that and yeah, it was it was amazing. So it's it's um yeah that'll be in for Sunday, um because the the fundraiser is is on Sunday. So one amazing story though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tobias, I heard that there's going to be some more development downtown, and since I'm new here, what can I expect when I go down there? Well, there's nothing um, solid yet, but the uh, Winona County Board voted uh, in July to sell the county government center. They're going to consolidate into the uh, county um, office building, which is, I wish they would pick better names for their buildings <laughs> because it's really awkward to have Winona County in every building name. Right. <laughs> uh, but they, they, they voted to open it, them up the, the building up to bids, and uh, they just got their first two back. Um, looks like Bob Kierlin, who is the founder of Fastenal, one of the largest companies, or the largest company uh, in Winona, uh, wants to purchase the building. He's offered a bid of $700,000, which is more than the county board was kind of the baseline that they were looking for. They're looking for about half a million dollars to, for the building. Um, the, they did get another bid um, from another company, S&M uh, Properties, for I think one hundred and sixty-one thousand um, dollars, I do believe I haven't been able to confirm this, but I do believe the name of that company may have changed. But for tax purposes, it's probably <laughs> remained the same. Um, so if you, I, th- I, bel- my understanding is it's Island City Properties now. So if you see that name in uh, future stories, uh, that's why. I just can't get over the business S and M. Um, well, Rihanna probably hasn't informed them yet, or maybe that's why they changed their name. Oh, um, God. Okay, sorry. So, uh, speaking with uh, Kirlin, what it looks like is they're going to be um, converting that property into commercial space. Uh, Kirlin's uh, development group means Square Development purchased an adjacent block where the Hardys used to be, and... Um, that's going to be mostly a, a Montessori school as well as apartments. Um, but what he found uh, in kind of launching that development was there was a strong demand for commercial space. <laughs> and Tesla is just talking. There's nothing funny about commercial space. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying, I'm trying. Okay, go on. It's probably Sam and Matt properties, <laughs> for all we know. <laughs> all right, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Kids ask your parents. <laughs> <laughs> so a commercial space is something that he's looking at for that space. Now he hasn't said whether or not um, he's going to be looking at uh, renovating the building itself and keeping as it is, 
or uh, demolition and reconstruction. Um, now, the county board has been pretty clear that um, if they're going to move forward, they're going to have to find an agreement that allows them to keep the licensing center there for a, at least a little while until they can either relocate it um, in another space or build a space for it. Um, now the board hasn't uh, disclosed the details of the conditions of uh, Kierlin's bid. Um, there weren't any conditions listen, uh, listed for S&M's bid. Um, they'll be doing that in a closed session at an upcoming board meeting later this month um, before they make a final decision. Mm. So I guess I'm curious, you know, there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of development going on downtown. Um, I'm curious, um, and just kind of in your coverage, how you think that'll affect um, sort of some of the empty storefronts you still see down there and um, kind of, I guess, what you see, you know, five, ten years from now, you know, if you have a sense of what downtown Winona is kind of trending toward. Mm -hmm. I think one of the challenges, um, you know, with living in Winona, let alone finding a commercial space in Winona, is choice. There's not a lot of uh, choice for, you know, what you can move into. And sometimes, you, I mean, you see it a lot in downtown Winona, businesses that are setting up shop and what's available and making it work. But uh, I can see a lot of businesses looking at these commercial spaces and seeing an opportunity to build something that is tailored to their needs specifically, mm -hmm. as well as creating uh, some competition and some choice, um, especially with pricing, to find something that's a little bit more economical. Um, I think, however, I think what most people would like to see is restaurants. Yeah, yeah I think, I think uh, right now, tr uh, traffic and the location of the building might be challenging for certain chains to move into. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, some nicer mom and pop stores open up um, in that area. It really just depends on who's there, who's willing to take out a lease, and what the conditions of those leases look like. Right now, none of that's decided. Mm -hmm. But I can see, I can see why this would be something that uh, Kirlin is uh, pursuing. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. A building in Winona that Bob Kirlin doesn't own right. another, or, or, <laughs> or used to own. He's, I mean, yeah. Ben, I think key in sort of um, this revitalization trend that Winona seems to be uh, moving toward. I mean, he has his hand in many different things and in, in Fastenal has obviously been an employer to um, thousands of people over the years. I mean, it kind of, it's, it's curious to, to think about what Winona would be like without kind of his impact. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and, and if it's not him buying up properties and bringing in these much-needed development, uh, Fastenal is right behind him purchasing properties to bring their business out from the fringes of the city and into downtown. Now, right. And my understanding now is they're going to be putting in a parking garage, which... Fingers crossed that will be open to the public after right. five or six, but yeah. you know I think it would alleviate a lot of that concern with you know the four hundred to six hundred employees mm -hmm. moving into downtown. If at least they're not you know people know that they're not going to be parking on the street or mm -hmm. at least strongly discouraged from parking on the street. Right. But it's pretty exciting stuff to see uh, so much development constantly going on in downtown Winona. Agreed. 
Well, thanks for joining us for the latest edition of What's Up Winona. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and all of the other stories online at WinonaDailyNews.com. And find us on Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcast. We hope, at least. We're, <laughs> We're working on our distribution problem, uh, and we should be getting some help next week. With that. If you really are just itching to hear more, email us. We will send you the link. Best bet right now, though, is to um, download the Anchor app, and you should be able to find all of them on there. Yeah. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us.